Welcome to From Caving In to Crushing It, the podcast for those who find themselves immersed in adversity and choose to write their story instead of having others write it for them. I'm Drew Duraney, and I'm your host. Today's guest is Troy Musser. Troy Musser is a pretty open book when it comes to talking about ministry of various types. He has experience in prison ministry from a chaplain's perspective, and also from the perspective of providing childcare for women who are incarcerated. Troy loves talking about God's redemption. Troy, it is such a pleasure. Um, I thank God every day that you're now in my life. My friend, it's so great to have you on. Thank you so much for ha- coming on. Uh, it's great to be here. Now, I'll let the audience know that that Troy certainly was kind of reluctant to come on if it was about promoting himself. So I said, it's not about promoting yourself. And you'll, as you'll learn about Troy, it'll be about promoting the ministry and the message that, that really God has put through him that he is promoting here. He's not promoting himself and I'm not promoting him. We are promoting his message. So there's that disclaimer for today. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, so Troy, you know, we, we are taught at a young age and it's nobody's fault and it wasn't malicious that life is linear that if we do A plus B plus C, D is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that can't be further than the further from the truth because we know that stuff happens in life that gets in between those letters and it kind of derails whatever our plan is. And life is circuitous. So for you, if you could reach back as far as you need to and think of that defining moment in life that was either a tap on the shoulder or a two by four upside the head that said, hey, Troy, you don't have to live the way you're living. I'm giving you a message here. You have a decision to make, retreat or move forward with living your life differently. And you think of something like that. Yeah. Um, the best I can equate is probably a tap on the shoulder. Okay. Um, probably a tap on the shoulder. I was born and raised in a Christian home, a uh, great family. Uh, father was a pastor all of my life. Um, and really not the I, I don't have a childhood war story to tell right. if that makes sense yes sir. blessed beyond measure and that doesn't always sell to some of the, some of the themes <laughs> of your own podcasts or stories but mm-hmm. um, it doesn't take away from what god can do um and our need of him mm-hmm. and so i it was pretty much a tap on the shoulder it was it was um just delusions uh, the delusion of getting caught in, in sexual addiction of, of different kinds, mm-hmm. uh, pornography being one of them and finding myself there. And, um, and just the, the lies the, the when you realize the, maybe, I don't know if you don't really realize that it's a lie during, but you realize it's a satanic lie at, uh, after mm-hmm. oh, there is an after for the stories, right? right. Um, uh, the the conquering that God can do. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a tap on the shoulder and just uh, that that God got a hold of me and and really showed me a better that I'm living for less than what matters most. I guess if that makes sense. Mm, I love that living for less than what matters most. I love that. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So that tap on your shoulder. What did it? feel like how obviously you had to be aware to notice it was a tap on the shoulder what was it what what made you realize that hey i better i i need to listen to this and do mm-hmm. something different mm-hmm. 
Um, it was some, actually the, the best place I can put it was it's somewhat of an, a more of a alone time in a job I had. I was a, a propane delivery, uh, driver, like a, like a small truck doing residential deliveries. And it was, I spent, it was the first job I had that I spent more time alone. I'd born and raised construction, mostly had those jobs, um, mm -hmm. throughout my life. Um, and it was, uh, I was more alone and, and alone with my thoughts and things like that. And it just felt just, yeah, felt like the Holy spirit just pressed on me that, uh, there's something better. Like God has, God has big things in store for my life. And, and often, you know, I equate like big things. Well, it's going to look like this, you know, it's yeah. going to look like that. It's going to be so super important. Well, it's going to be unique and it's going to be personal, I think right. is the answer to that. Yes. And it's going to be intimate. Because mm -hmm. that's what he wanted with me. He wanted intimacy, and I wasn't giving him that. Right. So, okay, and 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 to have that feeling that okay, intimacy. At at what age was this, and did you understand, or what was your definition of intimacy at that time with God, or or did He lead you into what that would be? Um. Yeah, I was twenty three, four, roughly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry, I forgot the other question. I, when, when the word intimacy at age 24, intimacy can mean many things. Did did God instill a different definition that you were unaware of for the word in, intimacy and more, me more intimate with God? Yeah. So obviously, based on the delusions that I was believing about sexuality and purity and things like that, just um, my objectification of women in general, which is mm. real. Like we can <laughs> spend yeah. a lot of time on that in our culture. Sure. Right. Um, right. Sure how poorly we've done in this culture about right. sex and, yes. and what, what God has designed. Agreed. What I, uh, what would you say? Messed up what I, mm -hmm. yeah, butchered to some degree in my own personal life and uh, what he wanted for my sexuality and what he wanted me to, uh, what I view now as be a bit of an ambassador for. Mm. Um, fast forward, I was, <laughs> fast forward many years, I was uh, a state chaplain in a sex offender facility. Okay. And so that yeah. wasn't a coincidence. <laughs> Absolutely. So okay, so let, let's 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 fast forward to that because I definitely captured um what you what you mean by intimacy because it meant many things at that time. So now let's fast forward because I, I definitely always like to thank who introduced us and RJ Johnson introduced us. And I am so grateful that that Jack Gillet introduced me to RJ Johnson, who introduced me to you, Troy let's go let's fast forward to that aspect how did you a become a chaplain and then b you had opportunities to be a chaplain in many different places physical places how did it end up being prisons um it well, that's a good question um it started with a uh being recruited to a ministry called New Horizon Ministries, um, okay. based in Canyon City, Colorado. Yeah. Um, we were originally recruited there. My wife, I eventually got married to uh, my wife from, which is from North Dakota. We lived in Pennsylvania for a year and a half, roughly, <clears throat> before moving to Colorado to serve in ministry. So we were recruited to this ministry uh, for foster care. Uh, okay. They do a lot of different care for the car incarcerated population in general <clears throat> one of them being caring for children that mm -hmm. their that their parents mostly mothers are incarcerated 
So we recruited that way. And then uh, what I was going to do in my day to day outside of being a foster parent um, was kind of, we were curious. And then this opportunity they had at that point kind of newly um, started getting into prisons with chaplains. Hmm. And uh, so that was, it was decided that that's what I would do with my day to day. I was, I received a, I think it was about a year less than a year worth of on the job training um thankfully in god's favor and the blessing of colorado doc um they allowed guys like myself who didn't have a seminary degree to basically um do on the job training um through um the through the ministry um the the program was approved um new horizons provided this program to, to get chaplains inside and so that's kind of how it started wonderful now it's now i i I was gonna use the word ironic and i'm not i was gonna use the word coincidence and i'm not the fact that the prison uh that you went to had to do with sex offenders and the fact that you weren't one yet the, the stuff you were just talking about that you were doing you know could lead to that thoughts to behaviors but it didn't so now you're in as a chaplain for sex offenders in a prison that happened for a reason which i believe is the mission that god intended for you to help you uh reframe intimacy and intimacy with god Uh, that's just my thought right now so where do you go with that right a hundred percent like I kind of didn't close the loop on that intimacy thing. Like uh, what, where what impacted me was intimacy, intimacy with what God was with the Holy spirit. Like you said, the tap on the shoulder was intimate intimacy with me first. Uh-huh. I got it. Like as a Christian, I believe that man, he, I often think like, man, he wants my attention. He wants me. He wants, Hey, eyes up here. I want all of you. I want I want you like he is he has pursued us he is so jealous of his glory he's so he wants us and and the intimacy had for me had to start with him to be able to get any other earthly relationship in line makes sense completely makes sense so so now moving forward when you now realize the alignment with the intimacy with god and and now you're aligned with god in that and now you enter into these prisons to hopefully spread the message to the inmates bring me there yeah (laughs) so what is this kid who has had not engaged in a life of crime um has not by god's grace not gotten into drugs or alcohol or any of the vices any of a lot of the common vices how in the world does he have any kind of message in prison? Is that what you're asking? That's exactly <laughs> what I'm asking. How are these prisoners going to say, okay, I'll listen to this guy. <laughs> uh, it was really good for me. Let's, yeah. let's start there. It was really okay. good. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I've had inmates, you know, thank me so much. And and that's cool to God be the glory, but I, it's changed my life. I'm going yeah. inside. And uh, yeah, like you just have to, and, and not everybody will listen to you. Like if you say your background, Maybe that's it. Maybe that turns the the switch off. You know, we won't engage in relationship and maybe I won't even get to God. Mm -hmm. But there was many opportunities to just listen. Um, Show up. Um, RJ often references that you you guys showed up. Mm -hmm. 
guys came back. You listened. Mm-hmm. You did a lot of things. You you showed up. You listened, and you came back again. It wasn't like, whoa, I've heard that. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it was yeah. you come back again. You're patient. You're oh well. You're Christ-like, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, so uh, practically, though, to answer a little bit in a shorter way, I'm a bit of a sports nerd. So okay. Um, there was many conversations that started and maybe even stayed on a, on a relatively uh, materialistic mm-hmm. uh, platform. Uh, they stayed there for a while. And right. uh, maybe that meant going to the yard and talking to a guy about the Broncos because um, I was in Colorado or, yeah. or, or whatever, you know, we'd right, just right. Talk about maybe make a bet yeah. on pushups. I've done that a few times. Make oh. a, Cool. Like, right. make you, yeah. we can't, uh, a chaplain probably shouldn't wager money with them in, in there, but uh, right, right. wager a good uh, 50 push-ups if so-and-so wins. And it was just interesting to see how the temperature would change if you're talking to somebody who would never go to the chapel or mm-hmm. never talk to a chaplain. Right. Well, it's fine. Maybe we'll talk about, maybe we'll talk about the Broncos for a while. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll talk about um, family. Family's a big one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, that's true because I, I firmly believe in order for trust to be able to form between two individuals who've never met, something's got to resonate. And if you elected to shove God down the his his or her throat, one's going to work. No resonate there. Right. The fact that you're a sports nerd worked in your favor, that you could start with something that would resonate with him or her. And start to build that trust that this guy is not just a chaplain. He's also a human being who likes sports and he likes the same team I do. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. Get it straight. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm definitely not a Broncos fan. Uh, well, you could pretend. All right. You're an Eagles fan. I'm a Jets fan. So sorry right. about last week. I didn't. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> He's been coals of fire. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. All right. So, so tell me about how um, you met RJ. Because he's been on this podcast and we've already released it so people will be aware of RJ and his story. How did you meet him? And he attributes you being one of the top three people in his life who who moved him to God. I'd love to hear your your side of that story. Well, I won't be held responsible for having his priorities screwed up. So whatever. Wherever <laughs> fine. Um I, I did meet him at the at the facility that I trained at. Oh. Okay. Yeah, when I first walked in the door, he was one of the first two people I met. Okay. Um, a lot of common interests hit it off on on some of that sports stuff, really. Yeah. And uh, a lot of common interests. And just I've seen a lot of – I have a good friend that he reminds me of a lot. And so there was there was some of those things that, well, like, it's interesting. I've hit it off with a friend of mine for a long time, and there's some similarities. Um, but just I've I've – I think the reason he probably feels the way he does about me is I was inspired somewhat by like his, his, uh, I think I, I wrote the forward in his book or one of those things, um, about his tenacity for okay. Christ. And he's, he's a, he's a tenacious character yeah. and he, he really chases after Christ. And so if you're in a bit of a discipling or mentorship or whatever that looks like role, um, that's attractive. Mm. Like, well, he's going to keep listening. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, there, there was something about you in particular that did, did keep him grounded to, to pay attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's always, I, 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 
definitely enjoy that part of ministry. Like, yeah. Hey, hey do, do you see that? Or just God moving and just not a big deal. Just, just keep your eyes open. He's actually, yeah. you get discouraged. We say what we, we say, what God is doing often. Right. And we don't often just observe. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, let's speak a little about observation. Um, describe what it was like when you noticed that, that RJ got it. Were you there at the moment that RJ got it? That because I know initially he was not God fearing, got nothing and resistant and all that. And and something happened to get him to a allow the door to open a little bit. And then there was like an aha moment. Were you there when that happened? I was a he knows dates better than me. I was <clears throat> probably a year after he actually got born again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was there in a lot of the 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 baby in christ i guess you would say uh so uh boy that's a good question um yeah i was there for the growth i guess i would say okay it's like incremental um yeah Yeah. we're definitely a lot of moments i can't put my finger on them right now but there were there were moments along the way like well, I think for everybody when like, oh, this is what God thinks about me when our identity continues and continues to change and evolve and hopefully get hopelessly lost in Christ. Right. We realize, oh, this is what he thinks about me. Wow. What um, I get to one more question before I got a couple more questions and I want to let the uh, the audience know how to get in touch with you. Um, if you could uh, tell me the story where there's where you you really the most fulfilling feeling that you had with a prisoner when, when you realized that you got through and helped them give their life up to God. Do you have a particular story uh, or, or how it happened or that feeling for you that, wow, what, that was amazing. Oh man, that is a good question. And I, uh, not a whole lot comes to my, I've, I've yeah. led a few people to Christ. Um, to be fair, give God the glory. Um, but honestly, I think a, a moment that really sticks out because it was recent and it's a little bit, hopefully don't want to, it's a little bit off track because it's someone I'm still ministering to. Yeah, from my, good. Yep. That's uh, fine. My father's farm. And that's another organization uh, mm-hmm. standpoint here in North Dakota. Um, it was, it was a moment just last week where, um, the individual that's working for me, um, just had a, yeah he's he's got a great story and and god has taken him on an interesting path but like he texted me because of the opportunities i was able to provide for him um he was able to buy a house just last wonderful and and he went in a year a year ago he i forget how the message goes but he was homeless and and it was one of those it was one of those things where A, just just a short period of time roughly a year ago he was homeless and now he's a homeowner he's rented all his life which is mm-hmm. fine but yeah. he really aspired the things he was aspiring to um and and just what i was able to provide by god's grace yeah. uh, for him and just to see that like having a home is a pretty big deal yeah. having a place to call home right and just being able to provide that that was so uh well the, it was one of those days where you don't wonder why you're doing what you're doing if that makes i love sense. that that's exactly what I was getting at. And that was yep, great. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I ramble, so I'm not sure. Oh, no, no, this is great. And audience, when I finally put the video piece of this, you'll see that smile on, on Troy's face. Um, yeah. But you can almost hear him smiling there. Um, 
All right. So so the audience has certainly uh, captured the essence of Troy Musser. And I want to give them ways to get in touch with you directly or indirectly. And I know that there are three organizations that are near and dear to your heart uh, that you would love the audience to support in any way, shape or form. And I'm going to give those three. One is New Horizons Ministry, and that would be at newhorizonsministry.org. The second would be Not My Will Ministry, and that's notmywillministries.com. And that's the one that R.J. Johnson, who we've been talking about, is affiliated with. And the third one is Father's Farm, and that's fathersfarmnd.org. Go to any one of those three sites. And as far as a call to action, there are many different things you can give, do, uh, or at least look look through everything, see what resonates with you, and help out as much as you can. We'd appreciate it. Um, before we finish up, Troy, I've got two final questions. You ready for these? As I'll ever be. <laughs> All right. Here, number one. Troy, you're sitting down with young seven to 10-year-old Troy Musser, and you want to give him some advice about life. What are you going to tell young Troy? Um, yeah, I knew it was going to be hard to answer, even when we were talking about it earlier. Um. I think just keep a heart of gratefulness for mm -hmm. what shapes you, you know, yep. good, bad, and different, a heart of gratefulness uh, for what shapes you. Uh, obviously it's going to be hard to do that when it's bad in the moments, but, um, um, and, 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 what I guess, yeah, you know, you're asking me now, uh, what I see now in life is paying attention is a big one. Paying attention. Do you see what's happening? Do you see what God's doing? Because, man, I can bounce through life so often and just. I, I guess I've, I've probably based off of my view of God uh, walking with us through life, and he has so many uh, ordained, what would you say, moments of impact. Mm -hmm. uh, he sets things up and he's a God of detail. He's a God of, he cares. He's a God of the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes we blow right past him. Does it disappoint him? I, I don't know if he, what is, does God have disappointment? I'm not sure, but he has things set up that he, he wants us to see. He wants us to, to, to get our attention on him. And so right. pay attention. I love that. I love that. All right. So put a different hat on. Now you're sitting with young Troy Musser, the young businessman, young entrepreneur, and you got to make a living. So what kind of business advice are you going to give young Troy? Don't be a slave to how you've always done it. Mm, I love that. Um, there's a lot of ways to execute. There's a lot of ways to, to, to show me the baby, right? There's a lot of ways to, to get to uh, the pro uh, means to an end. There's a lot of different paths. And uh, first of all, don't be afraid to try one. Mm -hmm. And also just cause I've in construction, I'm still kind of in that trade. Um, there's a lot of things that I was raised in or methods and even business decisions and stuff like, well, nope, this is how it's going to work. Well, I kind of view myself as a bit of a trier. So yeah, be afraid to try and don't be a slave to, how you need to do things. Love it. Absolutely. Well, Troy, I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank you for coming into my world. I'm grateful that God has introduced us through RJ. And 
you're an amazing human being. Keep doing God's work. Uh, you're on the right path. And we thank you for your your service to individuals who need to hear God's word. So thank you, my friend. Well, to God be the glory. May it all be about him. Hopefully is what people hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. You heard Troy. Uh, go out and live your best life. Be well, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and give us a review to help others find it. If you find yourself immersed in adversity and would like to find support from other men in times of struggle, please become a member of my Men Supporting Men Collaboration Tribe by emailing me at drew at profitcompassion.com, expressing your interest, and I'll get in touch with you. Speak to you soon.